Welcome back to another edition of Boomsticks and Butterbeer. I am Dan Rhino. And I'm Jessica Rhino. And we are still rolling along with Harry Potter <laughs> and the Goblet of Fire. Uh, still no uh, goblets. Still no fire. A little bit of Harry Potter. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, the first book, it took us a while to get to Hogwarts. So... But we know who everybody is now. Yeah. The tropes have been established. Yeah. That's a little recap. It's taken a long time. Speaking of a little recap, let's talk about what happened in Chapter 7. Aye. Which was Bagman and Crouch, or Bagman and Crouch. I don't know how how it's said, but... The Weasley crew arrives at the campsite... We learned that plus fours are golfing trousers. Yes, I use that term all the time now. Uh, some poor muggle has had his brain wiped ten times a day and probably has a brain aneurysm now. Maybe, maybe not. We, we don't know. We meet Ludo Bagman, head of the Magical Games and Sports, who apparently runs a gambling ring on the side. <laughs> yeah, out of his pocket. We learned that uh, wizarding tents are bigger on the inside. Definitely. Everyone is obsessed with Victor Crumb, the Bulgarian, the young Bulgarian seeker. And Archie likes a healthy breeze around his privates. Ooh. I think that was one too many, Dan. I'm just, I'm one just recapping. Many. That's my job here is just to uh, recap, let get the people all caught up in case they missed the last episode of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I think they Available would be on all okay. podcast platforms, including Pandora now. <laughs> I think they'd be okay if they forgot that last one. Well, I wish I could. wish I could forget it. The old wizard with the the moo moo on. Like you said, likes a breeze. Chapter eight, the Quidditch World Cup is what we're going to talk about today. Jess, it's time for the Quidditch World Cup. Woo! This is exciting. There were like horns and lights and stuff signaling to leave your campsites and go to the come on down enormous one hundred thousand seat stadium that apparently has been repelling muggles for months, months, a year. So how They've does been that working on it for a year. So how does that work? They said that every inch of that stadium was covered with muggle repelling charms. This is a spray. You spray on, repels them. Hmm, like off? Yes. It's muggle off. Buzz off. Yeah. <laughs> so when they get close to it, they just realize that they had something important to do somewhere else. Yeah. Right? Oh, I just remembered. I left the stove on. Gotta but isn't go. Isn't this like out in the middle of the woods? Yes, but just in case, you know, people go hiking. So they're hiking, and all of a sudden they realize that oh, uh, crockpot. Yep. Plugged in. Plugged in. Had an important meeting with my boss today. Gotta go. Hmm. I don't know what happens when they try to go to that meeting, but maybe they just forget. Once they get there. I love how willy-nilly the wizards are with just messing with muggle <laughs> brains and memories. And thus, if you're messing with brains, you're messing with the internal circuit circuitry of the actual muggle. And they don't care. They're just fine with it. As long as they can play their little game. I don't I don't have a problem with it. Well, you wouldn't. You're, you're a Ravenclaw. <laughs> you're one step away from being a Slytherin. I'm sure that... It has been researched. There are some wizard witch nurses that have looked into it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. If not, there would be like some rule against it. 
some kind of regulation. Probably the same doctors that for years decided that the NFL was fine with like getting hit repeatedly. Getting hit repeatedly in the the head. Turns out it's not. It's not great. Not great. Uh, The Weasley crew has a prime seat, Jess. Uh, The people at work must really like Arthur because he's got a seat in in the top box. Like for him and all his crew. I mean, that's where we're going to see Cornelius Fudge show up later on. We're going to see the Bulgarian minister show up later on. This is like prime seats and even like the ticket lady at the... At the this is like the presidential box. Yeah. So, Arthur's not like super high up at the ministry, is he? No, but I thought he like did something good this year and they they were rewarding that. Did I you... can't remember because it feels like it was so long ago. Yeah. It was. It was 100 pages ago. We, we are at 100 pages right now. At least in my book, I hit 100 pages. Maybe they just recognize that he's just a good guy. And they want to reward yeah. him. Yeah. There you go. I don't know. He's He's got like a prime spot for... I mean, I can't even imagine how much those tickets would cost. Like, if you went on StubHub or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wizard StubHub, yeah. What would, what would Wizarding StubHub be called? I mean, they don't actually get on the internet, so... What would Wizarding Internet be called? <laughs> Magic. Send us your thoughts. Broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com if you had a good name for Wizarding StubHub or Wizarding Internet in general. And Accio tickets? And I'll, yeah, that's all right. You can do better. It's not your best work. but You put me on the spot. Yeah. I, I said it's not bad, but it's not your best work either. I it was rather clever. Uh, Jess, you got the soundboard today, just I so do. you know. Uh, soundboard's back. We got some uh, good feedback on the soundboard, mainly just Kel- Kelly telling us that she liked it. <laughs> I think Jennifer said she liked it, too. Well, Jennifer likes everything, though, so oh, she's not the yeah, judge. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You can't, you can't judge if something is good based on what Jennifer thinks. I still like having her tell me that it's good. See, I like that, too, uh, until she yelled at me the other day Ooh, for the first time. Uh, now Jennifer's still going on. very friendly. I hurt my feelings quite a bit. I'm a sensitive puffle puff, you know that. Yes. And apparently it's like 150 degrees in California where Jennifer's at. And, and she doesn't do well in the heat. And she decided to talk via FaceTime with us from the room in her house that doesn't have air conditioning. Okay. And that made her angry. Yes. She snapped at me. Yes. I don't even remember what she snapped you for. I don't remember either. And she was kind of riding a roller coaster of emotions, too. Like, she'd be laughing, like, hysterically, and then she'd be, like, angry, like, two seconds later. It's just the heat. It's just the heat. Just okay. frying her brain. So when you're, heat, when, you, when you're hot, you can just be mean to people. Yeah. When you're hungry, you get mean and cranky. Okay. When you're hot, you get mean and cranky. Okay. Remember when we were at the hotel and I had hot feet? Okay. <laughs> just okay. I'm just supposed to accept this. Uh, Harry sees a house elf, kind of cringing in a seat in the back of the box. Yes. Just kind of hand and uh, head and hand, and like I'm not supposed. To, I kind of just imagine that like I'm uh, I'm not supposed to be here. Uh, what what uh, what am I? I don't know. I hard to describe. I thought it was more like like they were crying. You know, like when you put your head down and put your hands in your head and you're crying and cover your face. Sorry, I popped my water top there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hit the wall. (laughs) It's very exuberant. 
Sorry, I'm hot. I need water. It's hot. It's hot. We went for a walk. I don't know what you want. What do you want from me? <laughs> I'm sorry, you're hot. Sorry, you're hot. We can't have the fan on right now because of the recording. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, the house elf has got her face covered and Harry thinks it's Dobby. Kind of. Don't Got news for you, Harry. All house elves don't look alike. Well, the, he couldn't see the, its face. Well, he, so. assume, he assumes it's Dobby. It's actually Winky. Winky! Who is saving a seat for someone. Who and, you've never heard of before in your life. And Winky tells the story of the status of Dobby now that he is free. Just what is Dobby up to now that up he's Up to no good, free? apparently. <laughs> no good! shenanigans Winky is distraught over that as well like like she's already not having a good day and just bring up another thing that distresses her but uh, apparently he, he's getting all kinds of ideas in his head and you know expects to get paid for his work oh, now me. that he's free um yeah ideas yeah Winky Tells Dobby that he needs to just find a family. A nice family. A he nice was not family. with a nice family before. Just go get a nice family and just be a slave again. But it would be better than before. You'd still be a slave, but it'd be better than before because you'd be with a nice family. A nice family. You'd yeah. be a slave for a nice family. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So it's technically an upgrade? I guess. But Dobby, you would think that there would be a market. For freed house el house elves that would like still be able to do like a lot of stuff for you because they have magic, mm -hmm. but you pay them a reasonable, uh, you know, not an absorbent amount. I wouldn't think no, for like think. a you know like a butler or something like that. Mm -hmm. But you would pay them, yeah. I mean, that seems logical to us and to Harry, but apparently in the wizarding world, that's just not how things are done. So if Dobby worked for Harry, Harry would pay him. Yes. So there's got to be, he can't be the only nice wizard out there that would feel the need to pay a house elf that was do providing services for you. I would hope not. Like, if so, that we're in like the wizarding world is is in bad shape. It, it's in pretty rough. There's a lot of <laughs> discrimination. And, yeah, God, there's uh, there's a lot of yeah. bias out there. Lot, there's a lot. A, there's there's some heavy themes in this, this these books. Um, just like, some s systemic issues. Ron had never seen a house elf. He turns around, he's like, "Oh, is that what a house elf is? Mm -hmm. I didn't know because they don't have them." Um, you know who I think would be in the in the market for a house elf hmm. would be like Hermione's parents who don't have magic, yeah, and would benefit from having somebody that could do things magically uh, for their home and make it. They're aware of magic, mm -hmm. so it's not like we'd be going into like we'd be exposing unknowing muggles to. The magical world. Yes. And then they would provide 
Dobby with some sort of compensation. They, they don't have the right money. They should have to do some kind of exchange, money exchange. Oh, they could, oh Hermione could up. take them to Gringotts and exchange it. She does school most of the time. How many times would you have to go? Like, you go once a year. You do a big money exchange. Now you got your you got your regular money that you use most of the time, and you got your wizarding money that you keep in the cookie jar. Okay. And then I'd have to wonder if there's some kind of regulations. Will they have to, you know, for the secrecy? Oh, you'd have to stuff. sign a, yeah, you'd have to sign a, a waiver Oh, just to sign something? Yeah, yeah, a whole harmless agreement Wouldn't they have to like put, that? like, some kind of charms on the house to make sure nobody comes poking around or something? I would think that Dobby would, would have to understand that when company comes over, if they are not wizard aware, then you're going to have to, like, you know, chill at your, you know, your little, uh... You know, we'll give them like room the, under the stairs. Oh, I was just—I was thinking like above the garage or something like that. Okay. You're gonna have to, you know, go and you know, take a nap or play video games or, or something like that while company's over. I don't know. I'm just—I'm just wondering why why Dobby's having such a hard time. He doesn't sound like he's like upset about it though, from what Winky was saying. No, I mean, maybe he just doesn't want to settle down right away. Hmm. He's playing the field. Okay. Seeing what's out there. Weighing his options. Well, Cornelius Fudge shows up. Uh, the Bulgarian minister is there. Ludo Bagman is there. And then the Malfoys show up. Yay! So things get really fun. So fun. And Lucius and Draco and Narcissa show up. I love how he like just starts insulting Arthur and nobody else seems to notice. It's like... Well, the last time Lucius and Arthur were together, they had a knockdown, drag out brawl in a bookstore. <laughs> well, yeah. Good times. And then the aforementioned biases that are in the biases that are in the wizarding world rear their ugly head again as mm, yeah, he's Lucius gotta... sees Hermione, the mudblood, and just. It's not a time one usually hears in civilized conversation. Lucius is just, uh, this is a grown man who should know better than to to be a jerk to a child. But he just... He gave a cursed book to a child. He hates her so much just because of who her parents are. What a bad person. Yeah, but then, you know, he also hates the Weasleys, who are pureblood. So it's he, but he just hates them because... Because they're poor. They're poor <laughs> and that they don't hate non-purebloods like, because he, they don't have the same I'll tell you what, ideals as him there's a lot of this book you know when this book came out this book was 2001 we'll have a intern look it up but the fact that this book came out 13 2013. 2013. Oh, well, this is a different edition. Never mind. I was like, man. Man. <laughs> man. Yeah, I don't I think that's right. Yeah, because we have a newer edition. This one's 2020. So, the book came out this year uh, as yeah. we were recording this. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. of Fire Year. Of yeah, I'd have to climb up on the on the table to get to my... 2000. Original book. Alright, 2000. 
So I said 2001, not bad. Not bad. Pretty You're close. playing trivia. They plus or minus a year. You yeah. would have got it. And you were off by 12 years. I was just reading. <laughs> I was just reading. I was reading. just reading what it said. I'm going to turn that into a drop that we can put <laughs> on, the, on the soundboard there. I was just reading. No one asked your opinion. You got kind of had to press that button a couple times. You got Cheeto fingers or something over there? No, I couldn't decide between. That's insulting. <laughs> I didn't make a decision. But the fact that this came out in, two, we say 2000? Yes. So 20 years ago. We just 20, had the 20, wow. year, 20 year anniversary of this book. Happy July, birthday. July 2000. 20 years ago, there's still so many uh, comparisons that we can make between society probably our, our more so society. now because oh, yeah. things are being drug out mm-hmm. more now people are more open about their biases now yes. people used to be more in the closet about the fact that they hated people just because they're different and they hated people just because they uh, didn't have the same social status as them or didn't come from the same background as them but now here in 2020 people are very open about that <laughs> Yes, it's, it's kind of a mess right now. Mm-hmm. All, all of the things, too, going on. And the fact that people are, like, losing friends over it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, if that if that's the way it's going to be, you know, it is what it is. So, I'm, you know, won't miss you when you're gone. <laughs> Moving on to uh, lesser depressing topics here. Uh, the pregame entertainment... By the mascots, we had some pregame entertainment by the mascots of the Bulgarian and the Irish teams. Uh, Jess, let's talk about the Bulgarian mascots first. Uh, what can you tell me about Vila? Um, not a whole lot. Well, before I read, but according to the chapter, they are like super uber beautiful mm-hmm. young ladies that are very like siren-ish, I guess, because they sing and apparently makes guys lose their minds. And it's just Hermione the guys, seems to be right? unaffected, yeah. yeah. So it's just the guys, and um, Mr. Weasley is wise to it, so it doesn't seem to affect him. He knows what he knows to plug his ears or not really listen. Or it doesn't say he plugs his ears the first time. Maybe Mrs. Weasley told him that he better not. <laughs> <laughs> you better plug those ears, sir. Um, but yeah, Ron and Harry have a little a little problem. I was completely bogged, wasn't I? Yeah, you were. <laughs> you sure were. I, Harry was uh, like trying to jump. Yeah, he was leap gonna... from his his uh, presidential suite. Like he just got the the idea that that's a good idea to just jump down there, right? Yeah, got to do some big grand gesture <laughs> for them, and uh, jumping to my death would be the biggest thing I could think of. And Ron, all of a sudden, is a fan of. Bulgaria now and hates the Ireland team. Yeah, so all he was the stuff ripping that he, up his hat. All the stuff that he had bought that had Ireland all over it, he's just ripping it apart. And Arthur Weasley's tell, telling him, "Settle down, guy. Like you're gonna, you're want gonna, that you're later. gonna want to hang on to that stuff because here come the Irish mascots. Woo-hoo! So, so the Vila, like you said, very, very sirenish. Like yeah. it's just kind of, you know, they, they." sing and they twirl about and look pretty and, and men are mem- mesmerized and crash their ships into the rocks <laughs> <laughs> and jump overboard into the water and to their clutches 
So the Irish mascots are leprechauns, which is a bit on the nose, don't you think? What else would it be? I don't know. Just just saying. Magical and, creatures from and, Ireland? I mean, come on. I know. I know. It just seems, it seems a bit on the nose. Like, J.K. Rowling just didn't want to think of anything new from Ireland. I just use leprechauns. They're there already. So these leprechauns, the way they work, they don't sing you a song to try to seduce you. To they, the, to the supporting their team, they, to their side. They bribe you with money. Money! They throw gold coins at you to get you to root for their team. And my loyalties can be bought, Jessica. Oh, yes. I've heard this about yeah, you. Yeah, my loyalties can be bought. I have a going rate of 20 bucks for my, for my loyalties. So if you're throwing gold coins at me, you know, I'm Team Ireland all the way. Makes sense. So the game starts, and we're going to come back to the mascots here in a second, because they're not done. No. But the game starts, and you asked me when, after I read this chapter, because mm-hmm. I read it, I started doing my notes, and you re- read this chapter. You asked me if this chapter was any more exciting than the previous ones, and I said it was 20 pages of pe- people passing the quaffle to one, one another. Yes, and, and I'd like to point out that was not accurate. It was not 20 pages of people passing the quaffle. It was like nine. <laughs> there, he passes it to blah, blah, blah. He passes it to blah, 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 blah. He passes I was it to blah, like, blah, blah, I'm blah, 10 blah. pages into this chapter, and we haven't even started the game yet, so I don't know what Dan's talking about. 10 pages on a chapter called the Quidditch World Cup, and the game hasn't even started yet. <laughs> yes. Well, it was like pre-game. Pre-game stuff, babe. We, we talked about pre-game the other day. For, oh, for our trivia thing. Mm-hmm. I was complaining because it hadn't started yet, and they said that it was pre-game. Pre-game. And I just have to accept it. So. Uh, speaking of trivia, shout out to our friends at the People's Trivia Company in California, Austin and Jack Floyd, who do live trivia on their YouTube page every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, which is 9 p.m. for us here in the Central Time Zone, 10 p.m. for our friends Kelly and Anastasia on the East Coast. Yeah, it gets late for them. It does. And now that school started back up, it's getting rough. Yeah, Yeah. poor Kelly. But People's Trivia Company, uh, you can follow them. They uh, They said they don't really use Twitter, but they do have a Twitter account. (laughs) We don't use it. But uh, Facebook, you can interact with them there, but it's mainly People's Trivia Company on YouTube, where you subscribe, and then sometimes they will do you know, special theme nights on, on Sunday nights, but People's Trivia Company on YouTube. Free trivia online live every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. Yeah. So hi Austin, hi, Austin and Jack. Austin doesn't listen, I don't think, but Jack does. Yeah. So She could pass along. Your, yes. Your tell, tell Austin, wake Austin up, tell him we said hi. <laughs> so, uh... Pretty cool. I thought that the omnioculars yes. can slow down the action and like do instant replay. But I also thought it was cool that like when you do the instant replay, it tells like what play or like what formation mm-hmm. they're running. I think that would be awesome to have like for like I wanna know football or basketball or something like that. What the the like record period is like can he go back and watch the entire thing i mean if you can do or that is it only like, like 30 seconds uh, I mean, or... if you can do that on tivo i'm sure the wizards can do more than i'm sure wizards okay. can do the whole thing i'm, I'm curious 
I don't know. We'll have an we'll have an intern look that one up. Like, can you spend the rest of the night now just rewatching the game? But the thing that kind of struck me is that Harry sees the speed of the game, and it's so much faster than what he's used to. Hold on. What if you you bought those and you went to the game and you recorded the whole game and then you sold it to somebody like bootleg copy? And they could just watch it like they were there. I would think there'd be a market for that. I think there'd be like an aftermarket so. for that. You couldn't come to the game, so here you go. I like I have a live you're... recording of the greatest Quidditch Cup ever played. That'd be like a collector's item on Wizarding eBay. Mm-hmm. What would Wizarding eBay be called? <laughs> if you got a good one, email it to me, broomsticksoutbutterbeer at gmail.com. If it makes Jess laugh, I will send you a t-shirt. Oh. No. I won't laugh. No laugh, no t-shirt. <laughs> As she giggles uncontrollably. That's just because she's in my presence and I'm super charming. But the the game is so much faster than what what's played at Hogwarts. I mean, it's and you would Im- and you would imagine that it would be, you know, just like the difference between like high school sports and like professional sports. Mm-hmm. But Harry's kind of taken back by this. Like he can't even imagine even being able to fly that fast but fly that fast and still function like function at a high as a high level athlete Mm -hmm. and with it with your teammates actually not just one person is that good they're all that good Mm -hmm. and they're thinking fast enough to react to what each other is doing it's kind of like in college college sports everybody Pretty much everybody that played in college plays in college was the best player on their high school team. So it's like a college, college is like a high school all star team. Like every team is like a high school all star team. And professional, most of the professionals were the best player on their college team. So mm-hmm. you know you can like whittle it down, right? And that's why such a small percentage of of athletes ever turn professional. You know, it's a super like minuscule number you know it's like the chances are better of winning the lottery than there are being a professional athlete just because of, of the odds like the literal odds you know the chances of, of that happening so harry's really taken back by the you know the, the speed of the game and the complexity of the game it's not just you know there's formations and there's you know attack patterns and there's all these things that it's not just like go get the snitch mm-hmm. you know pass the ball to me and i'll score stuff like that it's it's a lot more complex than that uh the mascots while the game is going on above the mascots are kind of have their own competition going on below the pitch the vila are doing their hypnotic dancing thing and not only influencing the crowd but also influencing the referee a little bit yeah we had a little problem with that (laughs) he didn't uh Remember to cover his ears, I guess. I was like, well, shouldn't he be wearing, like, earplugs or something so that wouldn't happen? But he really would take away from your sensory of the game. You know, you'd hear a hit or you... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So the, the referee... kind of, like, charm for that to make you immune to them for a certain amount of time. You so you wouldn't have so. to worry about that? Did he forget? Did it wear off? I'm not sure what happened. So the referee stops refing the game for a little while, and he's like flexing, like playing with his mustache. (laughs) This seems illegal 
to have the the Vila be able to do this. I mean, that's, this that's what I'm saying. It probably shouldn't have happened, but something went awry. Well, the the refer or the uh, leprechauns get into the action as well. Mm-hmm. Now I got two questions for you. Yes. Question number one: Did the leprechauns make a big middle finger to the Vila? <laughs> They made a rude gesture, but, you know, different parts of the country, different parts of the world have different gestures, so we don't know for sure which gesture it was. Okay, my second question, did the Vila, when they saw this rude gesture, did they turn into demons (laughs) when that happened? What happened to the the beautiful Vila? Yeah, they, like, shifted. Oh my goodness. Not, like, full-on demons, but they shifted into their attack form. They were in their seducing form. So how do sirens, are sirens like, they? do they turn into demons or something like that? I think it just depends. I don't know what the original is. I've read a couple of books that have sirens in them and they didn't transform in any way. But So why do they want the people to crash? Because they eat them, I think. Okay. So, so they have to transform a little bit, I would think. They don't zombies just... eat people. Zombies are tra- have transformed. Not like they didn't sprout wings and their face changed. That's what happened in the story. Their, their faces got elongated and they sprouted wings, like bat-like wings. Not transformed like that much. Hmm. Uh, Victor Crumb, the Bulgarian seeker, causes the Irish seeker to crash and burn twice hmm. in this chapter. No, I think the. The first time, yes. The second time, the Irish seeker tried it. He was like, he started the dive. And then Victor Crumb caught up to him, but he still couldn't pull off the maneuver. But he started it the second time. Well, the aforementioned Victor Crumb finally catches the snitch, Jess. After he caught a bludger in his face. The game is over. Victor Crumb has successfully caught the snitch, and his team loses. Uh, why did he go so aggressively? Because the snitch is 150 points. Yes. Okay. But so strategically, also, you would not want to catch it unless that would, because it ends the game. Right. It ends the game exactly. completely. So why did he go so aggressively for the snitch if he knew his team was trailing by so many points? Well, they were down 160 to 10. Maybe or they were, they, they missed... were down 160 to nothing. Yes. No. They had 10. Okay. Because they only scored once. The other teams. What was the final score? 170 to 160? I think so. Okay. Um, Harry said that his theory was because he knew they weren't going to catch back okay, up. Okay, Harry's... First but of they all, really only Harry's had to score... Harry's theory... Off, Harry, awful. His, his, <laughs> his defense of what Victor Crumb did, awful. <laughs> Go ahead. They really only had to score one more goal, and then it would have at least been tied. Yeah, you don't think your team would score one more goal? Well, they'd only scored one in the whole game. You don't have faith in your team, anymore. and your other the other team had already scored seventeen times. So the chances are they weren't going to catch up. You call a timeout. You give them a, <laughs> you give them the the Bobby Knight pep talk, and you you're, you you put your finger in their chest. Yeah, you put your finger in somebody's chest. Like, get that ball through the hoop. Harry's Harry's defense of what Victor Crumb did is so selfish 
and irresponsible. He's like, he knew that he, his team couldn't come back and he wanted to, to let everybody know how good he was and to get the glory. What I don't remember what he said. It was He it was, said he wanted to end the game on his terms. Yeah, that's the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. I, his terms his terms means that your team loses. Well, they lose by 10 points and not by 100 points. But you know, the snitch is 150 points. You could come back at any time. It's like if you were down or by... Or they might not. If It's like if you were down by 50 points in a basketball game. You're like, oh, we're never coming back. Oh, there's a 40-point basket up there. If I get one of those, we're back in the game. If I get two of those, we win. They only get once. The snitch. If I, if I get, oh, but we can only use it once. If I make it once, then the game is over. So I'm not going to go for that 40-pointer if we're down by 50. It doesn't make sense. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. But I also understand what Harry is I saying. I can't believe you're defending what Harry said. <laughs> what a, I don't think that's what happened. I think Victor Crumbs is not the brightest, and he didn't keep track of the points. Which brings me to my next question, <laughs> Jessica. But I'm saying it's totally possible that he knew this team wasn't going to <laughs> win. Okay, go ahead. Multiple choice time? Yes? I have a question for you. Yes? Ask me any question. Is Victor Crumb A. Bad at math B. Selfish That he doesn't care if his team loses As long as he gets the glory of catching the snitch Or C. Suffering from a concussion Due to the bludger attack And couldn't calculate the score Daniel I'll read those choices again Is he A. Bad at math I don't need is the he B, again. selfish that he didn't care if his team loses as long as he gets the glory of catching the snitch? Or C, suffering from a concussion due to the bludger attack and couldn't calculate the score? Jessica, I await your answer. I believe that it is a very fast-paced game, and there's a lot going on, and it's a little bit of all of those things. A, B, or C, Jess, you have to pick All of those things. He had things. to pick one. He had wand, just wand taken a blood a bludgey to the face. He was bleeding out all well, over himself. Wand to your neck. You got to pick one. And see what I did there. I was like, "Who's Juan? <laughs> I didn't get it. It's a friend of mine. <laughs> Why is he on my neck? I told him to sit on your neck until you gave me an answer. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to answer. Um. I'm going with B. Selfish that he didn't care if his team loses as long as he gets the glory of catching the snitch. I think it's a little bit of everything. He's a little dazed. I don't think he's very good at math on a regular basis, but he had to have figured it out a little bit for to be competitive. So, but then he took the bludger to the face, and I think it just kind of messed with his brain. He saw the snitch and was like, I can catch that, and he did. Okay, I, the correct answer is B. By the way, he's selfish. However, you don't even know him. However, if he did suffer a concussion, then I will apologize. But I'm awaiting the uh, cat scan, <laughs> awaiting the uh, post game cat scan. So Ireland wins. Congratulations. Woo-hoo! And that's the end of the chapter. We're done. Anything else you want to add? Because you do have an email. We have an email. Um. No, I think we pretty much covered it. We just pretty much watched a Quidditch game. 
You can send us your emails, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com, or tweet us at broomsticksb. That's broomsticks followed by the letter B, no spaces, no underscores. And this email comes from Jamie. Hi, Jamie. In Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Woo! That sounds made up. Probably. She didn't want to tell us where she really was from. Rio Rancho, New Mexico. I'm from... Smallville. Small farm town, America, Missouri. Aw. You got a little piece of hay you can stick out of your mouth when you say that? Okay, let's not make it stereotypical, guys. <laughs> if Hermione was so stressed out by taking so many classes, why didn't she just use the time turner in the middle of the night to get more sleep? Uh, because she probably was made a promise that she would only use it to get to classes. That's a good answer. It just came to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man, I don't have it. Oh, I do have an answer. So she probably I'm had sure. like, specific and you know she's so stuck on the rules. Specific parameters. She's like, I can yeah. only, she probably had to swear. Oh like, yeah. You yeah, she's such a rule follower. Only Every use this. This every is very important. Book, literally every book she breaks some major rule. She's the biggest rule breaker at, at that school. she's aware of the rules and she does end up breaking it. She uses it she's later the, for other she's purposes. She's the worst rule breaker at that school. But, hot take. <laughs> we got a hot take button But over this there? could affect her grades. If she misused it and she got it taken away then she wouldn't be able to take all the classes. Oh. <sighs> So she stuck to the rules okay. until the end of the semester. I like that answer. Uh, Follow-up question. Uh, this is from Dan in St. Louis, Missouri. What? Yeah, that's this is me. Well, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just follow-up question for me. What would you use a time turner on, Jessica? Uh, would you use it to get more sleep? That'd be a good thing. Yeah. Would you use it to have, like, have more time to... Like, do a certain activity, like, to read more books? Would you use it? Yeah. Okay, so... Would you use it so you wouldn't have to listen to your audiobooks at 1.5 speed? And everybody's two. talking like this. Everybody's talking really two. fast like this. So I, I put them on two. So Damn. they don't stop at periods or anything like that. Yes. There's no inflection. There's no personality in the talk. It sounds like a robot. You're like, man, that sounds a lot like what I just listened to. Yeah. Like, that's normal in my brain. Give me the I Harry Potter book for a second. I want to read a couple sentences in, at two times speed. I can pull it up on YouTube because I just found out that you can listen to YouTube videos on twice the speed. And that's amazing. Clutching the purchases. Purchases. Mr. Weasley in the lead. They all hurried into the wood following the lantern lit trail. They could hear the sounds of thousands of people moving around them. Shouts of laughter. Snatches of singing. The atmosphere. Feverish excitement was highly infectious. Harry couldn't stop grinning. They walked through the wood for 20 minutes, talking and joking loudly, until they at last emerged on the other side and found themselves in the shadow of a gigantic stadium. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> Could you keep going? <laughs> that, 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 that hurt. That hurt my, my chest and my soul, and now I need to pop my loud water here. Hold uh, on. <laughs> it didn't hit the wall, though. It hit the mic. Um. Okay, so for everyone who's not Jennifer and Anastasia and Kelly who is listening to this, I... Dan brought up in front of our friends that I listened to my audiobooks on double the speed, and I played some for everybody, and they think I'm crazy now. But I can't help it when you, I, I don't know, it's too slow for me most of the time, so I have to like kick it up. 
And I just don't even see how your brain processes information that well, I didn't start it with it that fast. I've oh, worked my way up, up to. to. Okay, okay. And if it's and a brand new book with new characters that I don't know, I'll start on So it's like exercise. Speed. you got to build yourself up yes. to it. Okay. You can just get used to it. Gotcha. I'm used to it now. It just sounds normal to me. I don't know how else to explain So it. when I talk to you, do I sound like I'm talking like this? <laughs> no. Do you get really fl- frustrated? It's like... I think I was watching like an episode of The Flash or something like that, and he's so used to like being in the Speed Force that like the world, he can't function in the regular world because it feels like everybody's like moving in slow motion. Is that what your life is like? <laughs> no, but when I had to watch those videos for work, it was it was killing me. It was too slow. I ha- and that's how I started clicking on things to see if I could speed it up. And I found a setting where you can speed it up because the guy was like. All right, today we're going to learn how to organize our email oh, accounts. Today we're going to learn how to organize our email. Do huh? click <laughs> click on the settings button up here at the top, and it was stuff I already knew too. So, but I needed to listen to it just in case it mentioned something I didn't know. And so I I kicked it up to, to two times the speed so that I could listen to it faster, and I only stopped and listened to things that I didn't know. So, you would use the time turner to listen to more books at two times speed. Um, but you, so you wouldn't use the time turner to, to listen to no, no. the same amount of books at half speed. Okay, so hold on. So, I used to read all the time, but now I don't read as much. Because when I sit down to read, I feel like I should be doing something else. I'm like, oh, I have, there's dishes I could do, or I could do this, or I should be getting on the treadmill, or I should do this, or I should do this. And I feel guilty about sitting there reading a book. Bragging about how much you work out. I no, see. no. That's not, that's not the case. It's, I need to get on the treadmill. Um, and I don't. But uh, so I switched to audiobooks because then I could do other things. I can still enjoy a book. But I don't have to feel guilty that I'm not doing something else at the same time. Plus, it's just more fun to have people read to you. Yeah. Like, that's just something that... Most of the time. Some of them are not that good. Well, I think for the most part, when when ever since we were little, we love to have people read us a story. Mm-hmm. And I have so many kids that I've taught over the years that hate reading. They hate reading. And it, it, it's either because they're... I, there's a, this vicious cycle of, I'm not good at reading, so, but you can't get better at reading it without practice. But I'm not good at reading, so I don't want to read books, so I, I don't read them, so I don't get to practice, so I stay bad at reading, and it just goes, you know, very cyclical. Yep. However, these same readers who are maybe reading two or three years below grade level, I read it to them, they're on the edge of their seats. You give them that same book, even if it's something that they could read, even if it's something they could, you know, technically read and, and comprehend, they don't get the same enjoyment out of it. But They're hopefully, working so hard to read it that mm-hmm. they don't, I mean... It feels like work and not fun. Well, and they can't comprehend it as much, but they get stuck on a word for so long right. and it takes them to figure it out. They've forgotten what the whole sure. sentence is. It's like it has to yeah. be put all together. Yeah. For it to be to make sense and to comprehend it, and you know, for you to have time to then use your imagination about it. And then you got st- students who are good word callers, like they could 
if you listened to them read, they sound like good readers. And mom and dad would say, oh, they read fine. Can they tell you what they read? Can they can they say it back to you? So there's, you know, that's another layer of of the the, the maze that is trying to, you know, teach a, a kid how to read. Well, we talk about that all the time. There's a test that we have to give the first, mm-hmm. second, and third graders. Yeah. Is it that? I don't remember first was in it. And they have to read you. It's a story. There's three stories. They have to read it to you. And it's time. They right. only get a minute. Yeah. I think it's like RCBO or something. And like we that. have to, like, explain it to them almost like, oh, well, this is almost like a game. You mm-hmm. only get a minute to do it. A minute's not very yeah. long. So you have to stay super focused because, you know, the kids get distracted. And, oh, it's about a ball. Oh, I have a ball. You know, mm-hmm. they, they get told. So you have to keep them super focused. But also the goal is to just read it as fast as you can. Right. And you get punished for reading with inflection. You get punished t- yeah, for takes stopping away from at your time. periods. Yeah, you get punished for stopping at pausing at commas. I had a girl one year. I told you about. She she read beautifully. Like she could read an audiobook yeah. to somebody. Yeah. She was in third grade or whatever, that and she like read beautifully. Changes with like question marks and uh-huh. you know, exclamation points. And, and stuff like but that. she but didn't get, get a good score yeah. because she took her time yeah. and. Which makes no sense. Who's coming up with this test? I don't like, know. I hope they're a listener of the podcast and they they change their ways. There's so much there's so much out there that they got Cheeto fingers over there. She needs to sort out her priorities. Sure do. It's taking you a couple times to, to just that. no, that just that one time. Don't eat. Let's let's new rule. Don't eat Cheetos while we're recording. I'm not eating Cheetos. I don't like Cheetos. Okay, get out. <laughs> <laughs> but there's more Cheetos for you. Get out right then now. You get all the Cheetos. See how that works out? I like it. That's our thing. Um, so anyway, yeah, I would probably use the time turner. Oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. (laughs) To get things done and then actually be able to sit down and enjoy my stories more. I guess. I'd probably just get more sleep. And I'd like to have more time to do like, uh, my projects and paintings and woodworking and stuff like that. I feel like by the time I teach and then by the time I wear out the dogs and I just don't want to do anything mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just like okay now I need to do something that makes me happy not that like taking the dogs for a walk doesn't make me happy but it's it's more for their benefit than mine I just I don't have much time once I take care of everybody else's stuff there's not a lot of time for my stuff. And, or there is time, but I'm too tired from doing everybody else's stuff, which I'm fine with. I'm a Hufflepuff. That's what I'm here for. Make sure everybody else is happy. However, I would like to have a little bit, you know, just a couple extra hours in the day. You know, not a lot. Maybe like if I could have like a 26-hour day, that'd be nice. Just to have a couple hours to do something. A little extra. I would like to amend my statement. Uh-oh. I, that is what I would do with a time turner. But I don't think I should have one because I, I'm much more productive if like, I have like... You're under the gun. Yes. If I have an impossible amount of things to get done yeah. in a day, I will get everything done. Yeah. I think I was even like on my Facebook memories recently. I was like, it is not po- humanly possible to get everything done that I need to do. But that's when I'm good. Yeah. If I don't have 
There's been a lot of downtime because of the COVID. What's that? <laughs> the pandemic that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, you you know. I'm not sure. You have firsthand experience with I it, do. sir. So, um, so there's been a lot of downtime, and I should have, I I should have gotten a lot more stuff done. There's things that I've wanted to do, and um, it's still on my list. I want to fix that painting, but I still haven't done it because I got all the time in the world to do it. Same thing with those pictures that I've been meaning to hang up in our bedroom for you. Oh, yeah, those pictures. I'm the worst. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just I'll do it today. There was a, something the other day I was going to remind you, but then, like, I don't remember. You fell asleep on the couch. And I was like, oh, he's tired. I won't bug him. Yes, I'll do it today. I promise. <laughs> it's not a big oh, deal. <laughs> I just want you to be happy. It's not a big deal. It is. I would do it, except for it's... The one is heavy, and I think it needs to be done properly, and I wouldn't do it properly. <laughs> if it needs to be done properly, we need to call somebody, because I just thought it needed to be done. If it needs to be done, I can do it. If it needs to be done properly, we need to consult somebody, you, because you I hung, ain't your guy. You hung the heavy ones that hang, well, they were hanging over my they, head. And now they fell. They no, fell they're fine. But we moved head. the bed, we got a new bed, and it moved over a little bit, so now they're not hanging directly over my head every night. But those ones I was really concerned about. Yeah. But now the, um, my head's not there anymore, so... Yeah, I'm pretty sure those are those are pretty secure, I think. Okay, so whatever you did for those, you just do for these. Okay. It's fine. I'll give it a shot. I'm going to do it today. Those other ones were heavier than than the ones that still need to go up. We'll do it today. We did a lot of uh, work on our bedroom. Our bedroom's like totally different since the pandemic started. We mm-hmm. painted. Not we... that not that you listeners have any reference for like what it was like before <laughs> versus what it's like now. Well, I'm just saying. It's, it's been a long uh process of changing the room up and this is the last step yeah it got new baseboards that weren't installed in the 1970s yes they're beautiful thank you beautiful it's it's changed the whole room even though now we covered most of them up but because we got a general bed i normally would say like that i couldn't have done that but i i was you did it turned out okay yeah and then I realized that the comic book room, I looked down, and we've lived here for like almost 20 years, and I said, oh no, those have the same old baseboards. They're so ugly, guys. You don't even understand. We'll, we'll take a picture and put it, on, put so it on Twitter. They're so ugly. Like, they don't even look like baseboards. It's just like the wall has a protrusion yeah. at the base. Like it got knocked in the elbow, and it has like a bruise that runs <laughs> along the base of the wall. They're so ugly. I don't even know how to explain it. So yeah, we got new baseboards, the new wall color. Uh, we did like a deep clean of everything, and then most recently we got a new bed. And biggest bed in the history of beds. Huge, it's bigger bed. than the room. Shouldn't Almost fit, like by the laws of physics, but it does. Yeah, somehow. And then we needed that because we have two dogs that, that, <laughs> that like take to, up that like to lie horizontally. Yeah, so essentially, there are three people in the bed because they take up as much room as three people if they're lined up. If they're not lined up, then they each take up yeah. a person's width. Um, and then we got we just I did some reframing of some art that we've gotten mm-hmm. at conventions and such remember going to conventions remember we did that right before the pandemic yeah we really rolled the dice there 
We didn't get COVID, and then we did. And then we got COVID, like... We didn't get COVID going to the convention that had 30,000... In 000, Chicago, that had, 30, that had like, 30, a huge out outbreak. Yeah. Yeah, 30,000 people from all over the world. And then and we went to a wrestling show that had 10,000 people there. <laughs> the same weekend. Um, we came home a couple weeks later and caught it at school. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, guys. Everybody's like, oh, you got it in Chicago. I'm like, not if they have any clue on the time frame it was too long unless the incubation period's like five weeks yeah you know? like guys well month had to have been a yeah. most it's it about a month about a month yeah I was just 22 days or bit. something so anyway so yeah now we've got all new pictures up in there well, not all new but the arrangement is new mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so uh thank you for your time turner question <laughs> Shout out to Dan and his time turner question. <laughs> uh, seriously, shout out. What was it? Jamie in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Next time we go to New Mexico, we got a place to stay, apparently. All right. I'm uh, volunteering. But I thought it was a fake place. I'm volunteering Jamie's house to, <laughs> to house stay us. At. Jamie's I like, hope, no, 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 no. I hope she has good baseboards because she's already like, I got I got I got to update the yeah, baseboards. Gotta, yeah, gotta, oh, these guys are big on their base. <laughs> Judge me based on their ba- on my baseboard game. Oh, oh well, goodness. this was fun. Um, I think that's going to do it for this week's edition of Broomsticks <laughs> and Butterbeer. Uh, we gave you everything. We gave you Chapter 8. Uh-huh. We gave you Time Turner Talk. We told you what our bedroom looks like. Yeah. Um, we talked about like the sad state of the world right now with how everybody hates each other. Yes. Um, but we love everybody. Mm. Well, I love everybody. You love everybody. <laughs> I, I just don't understand why people can't be logical about this. Yeah. You like, you hate bad people, and I'm like, you could fix them, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yes, with like some kind of electroshock therapy yeah. to reprogram their brains? Is that what you're that what you're give a shot. I mean, the if the, the wizards can just, <laughs> you know, flashy thingy thing, you know, some guy ten times a day and, and feel okay about it, then I'm alright, hook it up some electrodes to some jerk and trying to make him a nice person. There you go. So, uh, thanks everybody for downloading, listening, and subscribing on whatever podcast platform it is, whether it's iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or Stitcher or iHeartRadio or now on Pandora, we really appreciate it. Uh, if you have the ability to leave us leave a review on that platform, please do that. Uh, leave us five stars if you feel so inclined. And follow us on Twitter at BroomsticksB. I am at Dan Rhino. She is at Jess Rhino. Uh, you can also, if you follow her on Twitter, you can also uh, see whenever she drops a new book review on The Book Cave. Yes. I'm struggling right now. Anastasia is also on The Book Cave? Yes. Okay. We co-log, review, whatever you want to call it. And we, Anna's, we both read books, and, and then, then they'll both give them. you your their honest review of something. Uh, unlike Jennifer, who just say it's great. Yeah, Jennifer was supposed to do it with me we, when I originally set up the the book review blog. It was supposed to be me and Jennifer, and I think she's list, still listed on there because I keep trying to get her. She reads an insane amount of books. Mm-hmm. Her insomnia that I just learned about and been friends with her for years. Oh my god! And she apparently just stays up and reads all the time, but um. She won't. She won't review them. I can't make her sit down and just say what she thought about it. She won't do it. So then I said, Anastasia, will you do it with me? And she's like, Sure. 
Some I'm, some people just aren't programmed that way. They just they just want to just want to enjoy it. They don't want to have to you know not only for, formulate it. an opinion but analyze it to the point where they have would have to create you know a piece of prose that somebody else would want to. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Anastasia and I are both Ravenclaws, and mm. the way we our book review is set up, it does, like breaks down every part of the book. Was the story good? Was the writing good? Was the world interesting? Were the characters interesting? That's very Ravenclaw yeah. analytical. So, I Jennifer claims she's a good She's a I don't know, she's kind of mean to me the other day. <laughs> So, Only when she got hot. So that's an excuse. If I get hot, I can I can be really mean and hurt people's feelings. She didn't mean it. Okay. Right. She just got flustered. I, don't know. I thought she liked me. She does like you. Okay. Anastasia doesn't though. Because <laughs> <laughs> you make fun of her town all the time. Little and town. You, you accuse her of it's being a in a quiet cult village. <laughs> Every Just because there's a cult in her town like the one doesn't mean she's in it. But you accuse her of being in it. There is a cult in her town, though. Yes. Okay. Like next door or yeah. something. Like sometimes they get the cult's mail. Like that's how close they are. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, I have an intern. Look it up. Uh, for Jessica Rhino, I am Dan Rhino. This has been Broomsticks and Butterbeer. We'll see you next time for Chapter 9 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Until then, be nice to each other, wear your mask, and we'll see you next time. Bye!